Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, an exclusive interview with Susan Schlaug, CEO of L'Oreal Nordics. We are going to revisit a live talk that I held at SIF, Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs, uh, earlier this year. In this talk, we discuss with Susan the biggest challenges that the beauty industry is facing right now, some of the most important technologies that L'Oreal are working on, including AR, VR, skin scanners and more, how L'Oreal attracts talents and the role of the Nordics on an international stage. My name is Konrad Olsson, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of Scandinavian Mind. But before we go on, I'm here with my dear colleague, Johan Magnusson, our Senior Editor and Resident Beauty Expert. How are you, Johan? I'm very good. And you? Very, very good. I can't believe it's been like four months since we did uh, the SIF talks uh, earlier this year. Uh, this year is really, really coming on fast. Um, but I wanted to, to have you on it uh, before we get into the, the live interview with Susan, which I'm very proud that we were able to, to book uh, and do. Um, I, of course, I wanted to, to plug our upcoming insights newsletter, uh, Beauty Innovation. We're only a couple of uh, uh, weeks from launching uh, the, the newsletter. Uh, what's, the, what's the temperature you on? How are you feeling? Are you feeling stressed out about the launch? Uh, I'm constantly stressed out, so nothing uh, particular here. So, <laughs> uh, super excited, uh, gathering uh, a lot of content, a lot of insights, um, a bit different kind of content than uh, we've uh, had before. So, mm. that's of course, I worked in the industry for quite long, so that's of course, uh, yeah, a new challenge. Um, yeah, means new opportunities. Yeah, well, we've really seen uh, uh, an opportunity and a kind of gap in the market for an editorial operation that really serves the industry with, you know, of course, global news, uh, news about, you know, product launches and the industry here in the Nordics, but also uh, analysis and insights on what's going on in the industry. So this is an insights newsletter uh, aimed at people and decision makers, C-level people, anyone curious about the beauty industry, uh, you know, in the Nordics and beyond. Um, and, you know, given the, the high uh, level of signups uh, for, for the early access, I can really say that the, the interest is high. So I'm really excited about that. If you want to sign up as a, as a, a listener to this, visit ScandinavianMind.com slash Beauty Innovation uh, to get early access to our upcoming insights newsletter, Beauty Innovation. All right. Here now, uh, my interview with Susan Schlaug, CEO of L'Oreal Nordics. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Welcome, Susan. Um, maybe just begin with a short introduction of yourself. Uh, you are a, a German professional working here in Copenhagen, yes. actually. So talk a little bit about your background. Yes. So happy to be here and thank you for the invitation. So I'm actually working with L'Oreal for eight years now and uh, been in the Nordics for one year, exactly since yesterday. So we're celebrating and uh, I'm heading the multi-division of uh, L'Oreal for all the Scandinavian and Finnish countries. So mm -hmm. we're operating in all four countries and uh, yeah, of course we have our four divisions, so which we have our GMs as well. And I'm t having a talented team around me and it's uh, super exciting to explore Nordic beauty. And before that, I have been uh, nearly nine years in FMCG in Mars, 
uh, chocolate and before that in a non-food company Wolfgarden and yeah so very happy uh, to be here and share some of our insights today. Wonderful. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that L'Oreal is, is a world leader in, in beauty and uh, you know we're here in, in Copenhagen there are many uh, of our uh, your Nordic colleagues here um, the Nordic beauty brands um, you know there's buyers and press present what what I thought would be interesting to hear is how L'Oreal as as this you know big influential organization is looking at some of these new technologies and we're going to get into that but just to begin with how would you define sort of the biggest challenges that the beauty industry is facing right now of course, I can uh, talk for L'Oreal and not for all our beauty uh, industry here, but I think what the biggest challenge is to have the and sourcing the right talents to be able to future innovate and have a diverse profiles within our company and uh, having the ability to transform further. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what are some of the most, we're going to get into to, um, uh, new technologies, but, but Talking about the talents, how do you how do you attract talents? What what's how do you work there? I think the the major point is where we're coming from. So we were founded uh, by a chemist actually in uh, more than 100 years ago, which was having uh, innovation and entrepreneurship in the heart of everything we do. Mm -hmm. So we are truly believing in in a diversity of talents who are open-minded and who are really devoted as well to what we are devoted for for beauty. So it means. We are very much into thinking how can we attract a broad audience as well, bringing uh, a diverse um, perspectives into that. As everything we do every day is about exchanging and creating a culture of open-minded and open innovation space. Mm -hmm. And for that, we need the, the right talents. So we have all over uh, the world more than eight, 85,000 people with L'Oreal. And it was quite interesting that we are as well um, very much innovating in science and now in digital technology. So this is true to our DNA. So we are always um, every year investing more than 3% in uh, innovation and science. And what comes since 2010 is the old digital um, and acceleration in beauty tech where we have more than 3,000 talented uh, experts, scientific experts and data experts in our company. And for that we need to, to attract them, right? Super interesting, and, and it's this sort of investment into this new field of technologies that I wanted to, to talk about. We'll get back a little bit to the culture part. I yeah, think that's yeah. interesting with yeah. regards to you know, what you, you, you feel about the Nordics, but we'll get back to that. So what are some of the most important new technologies for the beauty industry right now? I think we have been one of the first companies as well to, to say digital is important in 2010, uh, where rarely we have been talking in the beauty industry about uh, digital. Mm -hmm. And what we have started was our uh, mindset of exchanging with experts. And uh, with that, we have been uh, starting our cooperation with Modiface, uh, which was the first uh, out of product acquiry we have done in 2018. And uh, we have been uh, really thinking about what, are, what is beyond beauty right. and what, what, what do we want to deliver as an experience and, and not just you know, hunting for the next trend. It was more like how, how can we drive beauty tech for good and beauty tech for addressing the consumer needs. Mm -hmm. And Modiface is a quite interesting uh, acquisition we have done as they have their uh, heart in augmented reality which uh, we have been choosing how can we 
make it more accessible to consumers in the online world to try our products. And we use it now everywhere with all our brands and uh, all our partners as well as uh, in all the e-retail platforms in the Nordics where you can really see uh, at home how the shades uh, or how color looks at your head. And what they are very good in is as well artificial intelligence. Right. So, and for that, we, we have been listening in as well to consumers. What do they expect beyond beauty and technology in the future? And here we are innovating into uh, Sur Mesure from, from Yves Saint Laurent, which is the first device we have actually uh, launched. It's mm -hmm. a Perso device. So imagine you would have uh, your outfit on in the morning and you do a picture of yourself and you can just with one click print the lipstick fits to that, which I think is amazing as I love lipstick, uh, as you can see. And uh, having that fit to my personal day-to-day uh, -day outfit, it's amazing. But I think that's, that's the, the, the more lifestyle part. Right. Um, but when it comes to... Um, beauty for good and for sustainability we are really going beyond so our dna is as well how can we uh, work and and we have committed to work within the planetary boundaries and we were just launching two years ago the giosa shower hat where we help our partners the salon partners to reduce by more than 60 percent the the water consumption while shampooing and doing the treatments in salon and i think that's something which is uh, quite impressive how, how far technology and beauty can go. Mm. I think it's one of the things that's fascinating about the work that you do is you're really looking outside kind of the traditional boundaries of what a yeah. beauty a product is when yeah. you're looking for new technologies. Um, can you just speak to that a little bit? Because you're looking at, you know, you mentioned AR, yeah. etc. These are technologies that are not traditionally associated with beauty or, yeah. or the contents of the, of the beauty products, right? No, absolutely, you're right. I think that's a, it's a big part that we are sharing our knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we have been by DNA being scientific. Uh, and what we have started in 2010 is to hire, to collaborate with startups, with experts, and hear how we can go beyond. And of course, it's all nourished by consumer insights. Yeah. So we listen very much into what really consumer wants in terms of beauty. And of course, we want to look good. But sometimes it's just beauty very much linked to artificial things. But beauty is more than that. It's, mm -hmm. it's about, you know, how we feel every day and how we can express ourselves and helping us to build relationship. And this is very much when we look into technology, helping us to understand with the data opportunities, of course, always with the permission to use the data. But we see that we have so much uh, good feedback from consumers using, for example, our skin scanners. You can go to magasin and you have your uh, skin scanning done. And I even have done myself as I was very excited as a consumer, where we have been connecting the dots out of more than 15,000 different skin types with artificial intelligence right. and the Modiface team to understand what are the, the, the key signs of how beauty routine can help you to make a better of yourself and prevent as well some of you know uh, the things might happen to you and i was realizing when i was doing it i had quite a lot of uh, damage already from the sun mm -hmm. so i have been adding uv in my daily routine as it's not just during summertime right and i think that's the depths we bring uh, with the technology to beauty so it's also about bringing data to the consumer yes 
teaching the consumer about their their uh, spe specific uh, situation, so to speak. Absolutely. So, are there other um, um, examples? You know, for the audience here, I can see some of the the examples you're talking about on the screen here. Yes. Um, there's some other examples that we're going to get into that I, that I think is interesting. The, this project Haptak. Yes, I think that's uh, we are very proud. It right. was just launched uh, on the CES uh, in January. And this is where... This is the big consumer electronics fair. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely in Las Vegas every year. We are very excited always to go there with our um, team. And this year we have launched Hapta, which is uh, for um, people who have limited uh, hand and arm mobility. Mm -hmm. And we were surprised that more than 50 million across the globe has really impacted and being not able to apply makeup or having really the opportunity to attend, you know. And when we have talked to the consumer with Hapta, you, we have created a handheld device which gives you the opportunity to steadily apply your lipstick. And when we have talked to consumers, it was very emotional as they have been feeling part of it and that there are companies really taking care of this uh, need from consumer side. And I think that's where I want to make as well the link to the diversity part. We see that, you know, we are in a very diverse world mm -hmm. and again coming to your first question why it's so important to have as well the diversity in our teams right we do have people with a disability with a lot of of course multicultural origins but they are helping us to decode the consumer needs of the future and i think that's very much sometimes where uh, it's not stopping with the product we always ask ourselves what's next what what do we have to think of and how can technology help to build this bridge? I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about, you mentioned the consumer before mm -hmm. and, and how you sort of cater to it. Um, I mean, as big of a brand that L'Oreal is, can you share anything, in any insights in terms of how you see the consumer shifting and how you are catering to, to, to that shift? I think we see a lot of trends as we have been uh, devoted to the consumer insights and needs. So next to research innovation, we have a huge uh, research uh, department just looking across the globe what happens. And mm. here in the Nordics, we do the same. We do a lot of consumer listening and social listening. And uh, we do see still a lot of trends which people are spending a lot of time in the internet, in the digital world. and. They are even having a, a parallel life in a right, sense, right. right? So it's interesting how you can express yourself there where you might in the real world not having, you know, the creativity in that sense. And this gives you this creativity. And of course, we always uh, talk about self-care. And yes, it's still a very, very important point. But self-care in a more sophisticated uh, manner Consumers want to understand what is in the product and now being here in the Nordics, you know, transparency and value-driven, uh, purpose-driven companies have to do their work and really try to, to connect even better and being transparent about the way how we create our products, what is in our product and what do they do effectively to the consumer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something where we are very much innovating and inspired by it uh, to creating as well the beauty. But I would love as well to, to highlight the, the point that the diversity itself brings a lot of new trends, which we have never thought about, right? As to be honest, maybe 20 years ago, we have not thought about that in that depth. And that's why it's something where 
we are very much tackling it in um, how can we drive the, the symbiosis between science and technology to mm -hmm. address the consumer needs. Do you have any examples of that, of how you work? Yeah, that? for example, we have been um, initiating quite a lot of innovations. For example, the Lancome Shade Finder. Right. We have 22,000 different shades. Hmm. But yes, you might think, why 22,000? As it's very personalized. So you can go to a store and you have the device where the beauty advisor scans your skin tone and with the eyes, with the hair, and match perfectly what uh, uh, shade you can actually uh, buy. Mm. So, and for many consumers, this was not possible some years ago. They were themselves sitting at home and matching three, four, five shades mm -hmm. to fit as much uh, as, as close to their shade. And, and I think that's something which is quite nice in terms of personalization. Mm. I'd like for you to talk about, obviously we are Scandinavian Mind, so we care yes. about the, uh, the, the Nordics as a region. Yeah. Uh, you are here, a German-born professional working yeah. in the Nordics. Uh, so I'd like to talk a little bit about this and maybe to begin with, what, what has been your personal impression coming here yeah. working uh, in this culture? First, I'm super honored to be here. I have to say it was always my dream region as it's a, it's a very sophisticated landscape. But interestingly, from the far, you, you always see the Nordics as the one cluster, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a very demanding and, and in, intense, uh, diverse culture by country. So we are operating in all four countries. As for us, it's important to have the proximity uh, by, by, by country, understanding consumers, the local culture. And I think that's something which brings it to this complexity in on the one hand side. On the other hand side, the interesting part in the in the way we 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 express ourselves in the four countries. We still have our headquarter in Denmark, but having four the four countries um, with local subsidiaries. So we have our local teams in Helsinki, in Stockholm, in uh, in uh, Norway, and of course here in Denmark. And it's super nice to explore that. And I have to say, from a leadership perspective. It's by far the most demanding leadership culture. Okay. As, uh, <laughs> How so? I, I really like uh, that you know Nordics people are very straight, very clear, and 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 this is so rewarding in a sense that you get what what happened really every day, mm. and uh, and this is where for me it's extremely enriching, and I do see the same with our consumers. They are very demanding and therefore we have to ask ourselves every day, how can we be better every mm. day? Can you talk, I mean, a very interesting word, demanding. Yeah. It's not a word I would associate with the Nordics, but we can talk more about that in the audience here later as well. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I think we as uh, in the Nordic and Scandinavians, we, we consider ourselves sort of leader in sort of values-driven pursuits and, and uh, you know, we've talked about diversity and, and sustainability and so forth. Um, do you do you agree to this? Are, are we are we that far ahead as we um, think? Absolutely, I can confirm. And I think what what is what is very uh, astonishing in a mm -hmm. sense, the Nordics is very far when it comes to digital and right. the adaptation, the curiosity to new technology is impressive. You know, if you don't have all these apps on your mobile, you lost. And I think that's good. That's the future. And mm -hmm. I think that's very much where uh, the teams in the Nordics are very curious and consumers are curious to adapt. 
it's not, you know, uh, by nature that all of the startups coming from the Nordics, right? And we have seen many examples like, you know, Klarna, Spotify uh, coming from here. And it's, again, what we really think as a company, it's a source of piloting a lot of ideas here, which we expand to the rest of the world. So that's why we really like, and I like to be here. Wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap up now. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for coming and sharing your thoughts. Uh, stick around. We'll be here every top of the hour. There's a new talk here at SIF uh, with theme Beauty Innovation. A uh, big round of applause for Susan Schlag. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, that was Susan Schlaug, CEO of L'Oreal Nordics, uh, in conversation with me from SIF, the Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs, earlier this year. Don't forget to sign up to our upcoming insights newsletter, Beauty Innovation. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash beautyinnovation. And of course, our regular newsletter, scandinaviamind.com slash newsletter, not to miss out on any upcoming talks and events. Uh, for instance, our latest print, print issue, uh, Scandinavian Mind issue 4, is still, still around uh, to be ordered. Uh, lots to consume, lots to cover. Uh, this has been the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Konrad Olsson, and my colleague, Johan Magnusson. Until next week, goodbye.